Today is Yadalid Kislev. Happy anniversary. This is my parents' wedding anniversary also. Is it actually? Yeah, it's getting divorced. Let's get married, You're like so cute. Oh. <laughs> today is the day that the rabbi says um, it's the day that connected me to you and you to me like about the chassidim and on a spiritual level it's actually very interesting that the reason why is because I mean on a very simple level it's because he married the rabbitson right and like that technically gave him the ability to be rabbi because now he's the Friedrich rabbi's son-in-law but on a more like spiritual level it's very interesting that like Zer Anpin basically which are like the which is like the spheres above Malthus can't affect reality can't go into the next world without Malchus Malchus is the, the connector between above and below between one level of reality and the next level of reality between like Malchus is what allows think about it like if you think about it like the king is as great as his ability to be king is meaning he could be king all he wants but if there's no malchus there's no like him stepping into i am the king and now you know he's not he can't have any effect no, no. what we were just oh, talking about you i just said what oh and like, like where are the oh my family? god that's wild, guys. It's not like we talk about you every so morning, okay? I feel like we manifested you. That is really wild. That's trippy. God has his ways. I just feel like that was because of angels. Oh my gosh. You should have been talking about Michelle. No, like, no, like, right like, this like second. Like 30 like seconds ago. Oh my gosh. I'm actually really overwhelmed. <laughs> Wow. I bless you all. I think it's an opportunity for blessing. Amen. Everyone should have everything. Amen. Anyways, basically, I don't know why I'm getting into this right now. It's nothing connected to the Mimer to an extent. But basically, an interesting thing to notice is that when the Rebbe, when the Rebbeson passed away, the Rebbe went to the Rabbanim and basically asked him, am I still Rebbe? Why? Because for, you can look at it on many levels, but it's kind of like man is actualized through woman. Zeranpin, which is all of the gifts that the Rebbe is, is actualized through Malchus, which is the Rebbetzin. So once the Rebbetzin passed away, the, there was a halacha question of if the Rebbe can still be Rebbe. And so when you hear that statement of like, today is the day that connected me to you and you to me, it's like, it's real. It's like the Malchus of the Rebbetzin married to the Rebbe is what channeled the Rebbe's energy into this world which is just fascinating thought as women to notice like anyways which actually kind of reminds me of like my mother always says like with dating she always says like find somebody that you want to nurture like when you're dating like when you're like getting to know somebody like do you want to nurture that person and that thought is like a 45 years or 40 years whatever married down the line thought where you it's like a woman that's in her malchus realizing that like that's what malchus is malchus nurtures man malchus brings out who man actually is that's what malchus does in addition to also being her own you know but totally random thought anyways it's not so random it's not what it's not so random true true uh, 
not it is related to the memory but if i start getting attached related to the memory we're going to spend all day talking about it so we have to ice chaf Um, the schedule is pretty cool. We have four days left. Basically, what we're doing is today we're doing ice chaf. Tomorrow we're going to do ice chaf aleph, which is the last ice. Wednesday we're going to do the. There's an additional short mimer within this within this book um, that whoever translated this mimer basically connected to this mimer, and it's really connected and really awesome. So Wednesday we're going to do that, and then Thursday we're going to have a siyum and we're going to do a little integration exercise. Baruch Hashem. And like really just bring us all home. And then Monday, we're starting Paragal Tanya. So it's pretty exciting. Which Thursday? This Thursday, yeah. Next, week, next week's Tanya already. I don't know if Monday will actually be Paragal. It might still be the Hakdama, but we're going to be getting into Tanya. Like by next week, we're starting Paragal. I'm so excited too. Like it's crazy. Like my heart is like... Oh, I wow. think it's going to be a different experience this year. Wow. I managed to go through every single day, like, the whole time. Yeah. And I record on the weekends also, so it's, like, really, it's, like, every day. No, a day is Tanya? Why? I make it work. Make it work. Okay. So, Aishaf. I'm not going to read Eishchaf inside. I'm going to read some of the English inside because basically what Eishchaf does is what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about a Mishnah, like a Gemara. I don't know what the difference between Mishnah and Gemara is. Sorry. Anybody know? Mishnah and Gemara is commentary Mishnah. Gemara is... Mishnah is on six months of Hera and then the Gemara is on the Mishnah. Okay. Not sure. Very possibly. This is basically a Mishnah, which is basically... What I know is that Mishnah is Halacha. Like, Mishnayas is learning Halachas. This is a Mishnah that... It's a certain Halacha, basically. And what the Rabbi is going to do is going to explain... Basically, what we're going to see is that this exact Halacha is a perfect representation of everything that we've talked about. And also, we're going to see how this Halacha is now even better understood based on everything we're talking about. Which is literally that sentence is everything we're talking about, that when you reveal the essence, you understand... Rishka, hi, good morning. Why are you sorry? It's okay. Um, that when you reveal the essence, all of the, ex- all of the manifestation also becomes more clear. So I'm just going to... I'm going to go into it. I'm actually going to read English inside, just for the sake of clarity. It's, it's a bit of a confusing thing, so just going to bear with me, basically, is what I'm trying to say. These two special aspects of Chassidus, if you want to follow along, just remember. These two special aspects of Chassidus and of the Torah in general, namely, number one, its penetration into all levels of Nefesh Ruach Hashem Achaya until it also affects the animal soul in the world. So what do we say, number one? What is Chassidus? Chassidus is completely beyond and also completely within. And that's a very important factor to understand here. What we're, it's completely within. It's within every single as- other aspect of Torah. Es- Chassidus is found within every aspect of Torah. Essence is found within every aspect of the soul. And yet, also completely within, completely beyond. And number two, the expression of the essence. The expression of the essence is specifically through its effect on the animal soul and the world. Meaning, the way that you find essence most revealed is in the most extreme version of manifestation of seemingly non-essence. 
we know this on a very simple level from our whole lives. How do you find God? Through a practical mitzvah. What we're explaining now is like, where, why is that happening? Like, because, I mean, we're not really explaining why. We're kind of just getting deeper into really getting it. That essence is found within manifestation of essence. You don't, you don't touch essence in spirituality. You touch essence in real life. Why is that true? Marmar never really said why it's true as much as that it's true. One of the things that I think of a lot is like the Mrs. Janowski example of like a pole, like the higher something comes from, the farther it falls. But I think at the end of the day, really the reason why is because Hashem said so. Like that's how Hashem created it. That like his essence is found within externalities, you know, within manifestation, within physicality. Like why? I don't, I don't know. I don't think we can know. It's like, why? Yeah, kind of thing. It's like, why didn't Hashem make it that we find God through spirituality? Why didn't God make it that we find God through leaving our lives instead of being in our lives? I don't know. You know, this is the purpose of creation. This is the Nisav HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Dira B'Tachtainim. Literally, that's Nisav HaKadosh Baruch Oh, wow, that's actually cool. That's the answer. It's the same answer that we give for why is that why about anything? dira, which is essence, bitachtainim within the physical realm. That's what it is. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But I thought the tangible example you gave was when a couple that someone if you guys just think about it and sit together, it doesn't feel good like when you like Okay, excellent, yes. But the reason why that's true about a couple is because it's true about Hashem. So the same question of why is that true about a couple still exists because we're created to experience that if you really get to why we're created to experience that it's Nisav HaKadosh Baruch it's Hashem's desire but totally it's a good example of it okay so how do we have time anyways blah 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 I'm just trying to it again okay basically there's a halacha that says that if I am walking down the street and I find a wallet Okay, and let's say, let's say that the wallet, let's not go with the wallet because a wallet technically could also have the halacha of Hashem Saveda because there might be identif- identifying factors in the wallet. So you find a ring. <laughs> you find a ring as you're walking down the street. If that ring is within Arba Amais of you, which is four Amais, I don't know what an Amma is, but four Amais of you, that ring actually belongs to you. Let's say you're on the other side of the street and you say, I want that ring. It's not yours, it's mine. Why? Simply because it's within my Arba Amis. Because it's an Amma. It's an Amma? Cool. Okay, now, <laughs> there's an, this is literally Gemara class. I literally zoned out anytime I ever learned anything Gemara. My brain like, doesn't process things like this, but I spent a long time trying to figure this out. Basically, there's three ways in Halacha for things to be, for an object that isn't that. For an object to be acquired, for an object to belong to you. Number one, yeah, yeah. It's a really good question. If it's not in the owner's private property, then yeah. If you then have the if, the, again, there's another halacha of hashavah saveda when something can be traced back to its rightful owner, and you know what I mean. What? Not unless it's in their private property. Very interesting. Yeah. 
So basically, there's three ways of, of acquiring something. Number one, literally you go and pick something up. There's a random object on the ground. You go and pick something up. Now, if I'm holding it, but I'm in your Abba Amas, it belongs to me because I'm the one holding it. Because even if we're standing next to each other, but I'm the one holding it, it's mine. Number two, it's called Kinyan Chatzer. Don't worry about the first one. It's just a random piece of information. The two we're going to talk about is Kinyan Chatzer and Kinyan Arbamas. Kinyan Chatzer is if it's in your property. This isn't my property, so it's mine. And then there's Kinyan Arba Amas, which is what we're talking about today. Kinyan Arba Amas is if it's in your Arba Amas and not in your property. If it's in my Arba Amas and not in your property, it belongs to me. Now what the Chachamim said is they said, in order to make this more of like a concrete halacha, and, and the way that they say it is that in order to make men not quarrel over this, is that it's not only that the object is going to belong to you, but actually the entire Arba Amis belongs to you. So essentially the halacha is that your Arba Amis around you belong to you. Are your Kenyan, are your Chatzar. So basically in any given moment, your Arba Amis is your private property. In a non-private property. In a non-private property. Yes, exactly. I can't go into your private property and pick something out. So in the United States of America. What? Like let's say like flights are Well, it's not your property. Like you have to buy a property for to be owned. Right, but the land in America is no man's land. It's free. It's not. It like I don't have to return a ring that I find to the United States government. That's not a law in America. Yeah, but like if you find, if you find like a significant amount of money, that's like really the law. You have to turn it in. Yeah. Really? Yeah, if you dig up a certain amount of money. Well, then that's the law of America. You know what I mean? But the law, the halakha law is, so if it's in your Arab Amis, it's yours. I can't imagine what the Torah, like, mindset, like, I don't know why it's such a wacky thing. Why? I don't know. Okay, well, actually, let's, we're going to talk about why it's, why it's the halakha. That's literally the entire conversation today. Sorry, no. It is wacky. And especially, the, the question of what makes it even wackier is this. And that's, this is the question that's going to lead into the awareness. What we're saying essentially is that there's something called there's something called your chaser, which is your the space, which is the, the property that's yours, right? And then we're saying that okay, no, I forget it all. Baruch Hashem, guys. So okay, wait, can I tell you why I think it's wrong, you know? Yeah, sure, please. Because I think that we like our whole lives are trying to battle like this ego inside of us, and it's like almost very not only that, but you're so important that all four almost around you is yours. And it's like, wait, what? It's actually, it's interesting that you're saying that because it's exactly what we're saying here. The, the, I'm just going to go straight to the punchline for a second. <laughs> Why are the Arba Amis yours? Because you're, because the reason why the Arba Amis belong to you, the, the laws of Kenyan Arba Amis are in relation to that you found an object that you are now acquiring, okay? Which means the spiritual significance of you found an object that you're acquiring is that you're engaging with the manifestation of life. You're engaging with your Nefesh Bahamas. You're engaging with your portion of the world. As we said before, where is essence revealed? In the physical Exactly. And what the Rebbe is teaching us is that it's specifically when we engage with our Nefesh Bahamas, specifically when we engage with our Chelek Ba'alam, that our essence is revealed. Now, what's the natural 
follow-up of our Yechida being revealed, that it's also revealed in our Nefesh Ruach Neshama Chaya. It's also revealed in the other four layers of our soul on the physical plane. When, you pick up, when, when, you're, tra- when you're acquiring an object, your essence, your Yechida, is revealed in literally the four Amis around you. Those now are in your ownership. They are in your control because your essence was revealed. And that's why within your four Amas, when it's the Kenyan Arba Amas, you don't even need to say, this is mine. Let's say like we're walking down the street and I see a ring and you say across the street, that's mine. It belongs to me even if I don't say, this is mine. Even if I don't even think this is mine. Why? Because Yechida transcends logic and reason. Yechida transcends verbal ownership. Yechida transcends any argument, any conversation. That's so brilliant. It's like, it's like um, Hashem doesn't allow you to stay in the realms of not being in the physical world. So what does he do? He's like, no, you, it's your responsibility to be around the four arms around you. It's like, I'm yeah. forcing you to engage because that's the way they engage with me. Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, the interesting thing is that he's not forcing you. The way we have a way to reveal our yachida. That's what's very interesting to me about this whole conversation. And I feel like I totally skipped the conversation and now we're only talking about the punchline, but forgive me guys, I'm just gonna do that because I'm not gonna keep going into the halacha. If you want, we can do it after. But it's, it's really simple. It's basically that in the laws of Kenyan Chatzar, you have to say, this is mine. Let's say like a sheep comes through my backyard and then goes into your backyard. Unless I verbally said that sheep belongs to me, even if it passed through my property, it's not mine. But in the laws of our Bahamas, you don't even have to say anything. If you're in the realm of, of acquiring an object, if that's kind of what the goal is, now the Bahamas around you automatically belong to you. Even if you don't say anything, even if you don't even think anything. Why is that what's happening? And I'm just gonna read this inside. Explanation, however, is that one's Yechida radiates and extends throughout his four cubits. Therefore, they, his four cu- therefore, his four cubits can acquire objects for him without either his declaration or knowledge because in the level of Yechida, knowledge and intelligence are immaterial, meaning they don't, they don't take up space. Why is it that my Yechida can, is manifested in my four cubits in, that, in the laws of Arba Amais? Because to begin with, the reason my four Amais are in my ownership is because I am picking up an object is because I'm engaging with my Nefesh Bahamas. Is because I'm engaging with my Chelek Ba'ilam. Meaning it's, it's the same thing now proven through a halacha that it's when I engage with my externalities of me, with the manifestation of me, with my animal soul, with my, as the, the, the Hebrew word, word of it is Shamichutz Adam. Adam in Hasidus isn't Adam. Oh, you're just man. Adam in Hasidus is Adam Elyan. It's a state of being a person where I know that everything I am is Adam Elyan. I'm a representation of above, meaning I am in my power. I'm in my awesomeness. I'm in my divinity. I'm in my light. That's, that's Adam. It's specifically when you engage with Shami Chutzla Adam, with the aspects of your life that are outside of that experience. Your Nefesh Bahamas, your, the, the physical realm around you that is so often on, on Asiya consciousness. This is what it is and it's nothing else. It's, it's in engagement of those. It's in acquiring those objects that you actually now have ownership over the four levels of your, the other four levels of your soul. Why? Because your yachid is revealed.
dun, 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 dun. Wait, is this going? Let's do the sides for a second. <laughs> I mean, there's so many places to go with this, but basically in simple, first of all, just totally side note parentheses, very interesting to think about. Your Abamas, so I hear you saying that an Amma is this, from what I understood inside, and I, I, I believe you, the reason why it's Arba Amma specifically is because it's very interesting. Basically, you, you know how we, t- we always talk about Nefesh Ruch Neshama Chaya So Nefesh Ruch Neshama are the levels of soul that are inside of a body. They're literally within your... And Nefesh Ruch Neshama is your emotion. It's your, the energy that creates action. It's your emotions and it's your intellect. All within you. And there's Chaya. Chaya is kind of more... It's called a, it's called a Makif Ha... Ra, not Rachek, Makif, makif Hakarev. It's surrounding you, but it's close to you. And that's your Ratzin and Tainug. It's the cause beyond, behind your, even your intellect. It's the cause behind anything. It's your desire, it's your pleasure. And it's a little bit beyond you. What's very interesting is that, and anyways, why, does it, why is it that you have four cubits that's in your realm? What it explains is that it's the three cubits are the body of a person. That our average person is three cubits. I don't even know that doesn't. I don't really get that if a cubit is only this, but this is what it explains. Yeah, it doesn't. But that would be four. Yeah. Or five. Yeah. No, but you have to hold out your arms like this. This would be three. This is four. No, this would be three. One, two, three. Oh, but it's like this. So actually, I think it is three. But why would it be the fist? I this is an alma because when you build a sukkah, right. it has to be this right. times. I don't see maybe, not maybe they were shorter in the past. Right. I don't not know. <laughs> <metric>. Yeah, <laughs> but the metric of an alma, they right. say it's it's almost like right. okay. Yeah, well, it's just interesting to notice that in like the <coughs> energetic world, it's very they, and even honestly, the have you guys, if you can imagine in your head, like the Kabbalah guy, the picture of the Kabbalah guy who's kind of like going like this inside of that circle, yeah, right? Yeah. So what's going on there? It's that your energy sphere is created from three amas, which they explain as your body, plus one ama of reaching out beside, reaching outside of you, like this. That's your energy, whoa, sorry. That's your energetic sphere, which in energ, in energetic world. Very interesting. That's why over here, I don't. I'm not really affecting you much. But if I'm over here, right, so my energy is inside of your energy, and you're going to be affected by me. And essentially, what they're explaining to us now is that you have your energetic sphere. You have your daladamas. How do you take ownership of your daladamas? How do you how do you take ownership of your? I mean, it's on so many levels. You can look at it from the terror level of how do you really truly engage with the Peshat Ramaz Jushin Saud of Torah. Is learning Chumash enough? Is that really taking ownership of it? You know, and on our level is, how do we engage with our Nefesh Ruch Neshama with our perceptions of the world? How do I take ownership of that? And the answer is, the way that you get ownership over your energy sphere is through revealing the essence that's within it. Automatically, that gives you ownership over it. Now, how do you reveal the essence? Through engaging with the Chutzah. The way to, manif- to, in- to reveal the essence is through actually engaging with that which is seemingly so external to you, which really is actually everything that we talked about last night, that 
and I'll just go with this for a second because it is your Dalad Kislev that get, wanting to get married is a, is a perfect example of this but it could really be anything it's anything in life that it's like you want to really get to, your, to yourself in IFS you really want to actually reveal you know the aspect of you that is, that is I that is self that is essence how do you think you do that? how do you think you do that? it's not through going beyond yourself it's not. It's actually through engaging with the voices that you're having now. It's through engaging with the desires you're having now. It's letting yourself feel and experience what you are presently experiencing. It's, it's reaching down and taking the object that's in front of you. It's engaging with your chutzah me'adam. Like the aspects of you that is, that is present tensely being experienced. And it's through engagement in that that then your essence is revealed. You engage with the Tachtan and now your essence is revealed. And now suddenly, you don't only have access to essence and that, but you have access to your full energy sphere. You're an empowered human being suddenly. And literally, what is Mashiach if not for that? Mashiach is literally when God is revealed on every level of reality. And if you think about it, it's like, imagine that person in that energy sphere fully in ownership of their entire experience of self which sounds esoteric, but it's really not. It's like a person being in their full power. It's being able to say, I can hold the fullness of who I am. I can hold, it would be like somebody that really learns Hasidus, and this is again, this example is so, I'm just using this example because it's part of the mimer, but like, it would be like somebody who really, really learns Hasidus and then they were talking to somebody who is you know, engaging with a certain part of Chumash and saying, oh my gosh, this is so weird. And then that person being able to say, wow, that does look strange. And at the same time, and I'm, and I'm confused by that, and I'm feeling emotions towards that, and I'm gonna experience the fullness of what that feels like. And at the same time, essence can hold many truths at once. At the same time, I'm so sure that th- there's deep secrets in this, and that there is, there is a unifying factor, there is a third factor, there is a divine dimension that kind of clarifies the situation. And on, on a human level, that would be like literally in our own lives, when we experience an aspect of our lives, a uh, experience in our lives, whether it's painful, whether it's whatever it is, the ability to say like, it's actually through going in that I then reveal my essence. This is a weird class. I don't know what's exactly happening, but okay, we're Hashem, it's over. I don't know. Somebody, can somebody summarize. Yeah, tell me why it's practical. No, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I like to, like, walk away from class each time and, like, have something to think about throughout the day. And the way I interpret that, like, we said all these beautiful concepts, but we also, like, very, we're just talking about auras, and that's so cool. We are talking about auras. <laughs> And if you think about it, it's actually really interesting because you could think that the way to kind of manifest your energy aura is through being in your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or being outside of life. That's how I get the most energy. But it's not true. And it's interesting because everything in psychology now is literally saying the same thing. It's like, I mean, like, it's the way to actually manifest your energy 
and to become that empowered human being that is radiating that energy isn't through going beyond yourself. It's actually through being inside of yourself. It's through feeling what is coming up for you. You know what I mean? And engaging with the thoughts that are coming up for you, feeling the desires that are coming up for you. Like it's, you would think that it's going beyond, but it's not, it's, it's going within. And that's why the, going back to the actual halacha, why, that's why the Arba Amais become yours in the realm of acquiring the object. That's when the energy sphere becomes yours, when you are engaging with reality. And that's why, I said this a million times yesterday, because I've been tripping on it, that Mashiach isn't coming to another sphere, to another dimension. Mashiach is coming to reality. Which means that reality is our superpower. Reality, being in reality, in the way we are experiencing things, in the way that Hashem is creating us to experience things, in our Nefesha Bahamas, in our Ailam Chelek Ba'ilam, in our story, in our experience of life, including the desires that we have, and including the desire that it should be different, in all of it, in any way that it manifests, it's through being inside of it instead of trying to get beyond it. It's through literally associating with it instead of dissociating from it that we find, that we find our power, that suddenly we're these empowered human beings that are taking up space within our space and not space only on the level of Nefesh Ruach Neshama Chaya, which are very limited visions, which only see things the way they see things. But it's when we engage with reality that we suddenly have access to the essence beyond Nefesh Ruach Neshama Chaya. It's that's when we're suddenly these people that are rooted in something beyond one way of seeing things. It's like, it's literally like that self that can hold all parts and that suddenly it's like, no matter what gets thrown at me, no matter what, no matter what, it's like, okay. Like, I can bring Mashiach here to this level of reality too. It's so crazy that um, this practical Mara supports this like if you, if you notice it's the point of the Rebbe that it keeps happening throughout the Mimer that the, that the Rebbe is teaching what he's teaching in the Mimer through actually the Mimer what has the Rebbe been saying this whole time that essence is found in the, in the most practical thing essence is found in the and the Rebbe is finishing off the Mimer saying you find this deepest truth that we've just been talking about in a practical halacha of acquiring an object in a field I'm going to